Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Get your Bible. I am so ready to deliver this word to you this morning on this wonderful Father's Day. Let me say happy Father's Day to every every father in-house and those that are watching. Get your Bible or your electronic device. Turn to Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 22. I was a little something, a little, little something, a little funny here. I was talking to a member, praying with them, and they, 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 <laughs> they said, oh yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to tell the whole truth. So I, was, I went to the hospital to visit them, and they were, they were getting uh, some rehab, and I walked by, and I didn't see them. And they said, no, that ain't Bishop. Then I came back again, and they said, oh, that's Bishop. She said, I, I didn't know that. I forgot that you turned orange in the summertime. So I might be a little red, orange, but it's still me. <laughs> thought that was so funny. I forgot you turned a little red orange in the summertime. All right, get your Bible. If you can't laugh, let's get serious and turn to <laughs> Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23 and the 22nd chapter. Proverbs 23 and 22. 23rd chapter, 22nd verse. Thank you. Proverbs 22, 23, 22. These two is with me this morning. All right. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, begin. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. We've already prayed. You may be seated. We're going to get right into this word. I'm going to talk this morning from a message entitled, Fathers, the Source of Things. Fathers, the Source of the source of things. You know, this world has continually gotten out of order because man is in charge. It's important that we understand that, that much of that is going wrong in the world, hear me now, is not the devil. It'd be us. It, 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 it's, it's us, mankind, mankind, and, and, and the reason things are, uh, in many, rega many regards, the way they are is because we have allowed things to get out of order. And so I'm going to say some things today that may not shock many of you that attend this church and those of you that are watching because I've talked like this over the years. It, it, it may shock or surprise some of you that don't hear this type of teaching. And so here we see in Proverbs 23 and 22, it says, hearken unto the, unto the voice of your father and then pay attention or to not despise your mother. Now, notice the order in which these... First is the father, then the mother. Oh, let me, let me stop and say this too. We, don't, we can take our time today. 
If it was Mother's Day, we'd have to hurry up and get out of here to get to some place to eat <laughs> because the restaurants would be full. But since it's Father's Day, I feel you, brothers. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But the Father comes first. The Father comes first because Adam was created first. And, and, and the Bible even talks about that, particularly that Adam was made first, then Eve. But we live in a time where things are out of order. And in, let me say it this way. In some regards, they are grossly out of order. And, and the family structure is where it is horribly out of order. And this is why we're having all of the challenges that we're having, because we have forgotten and ignored God's order. So when the proverbial writer, who probably was Solomon, says to hearken to your father, he says to listen to your father. Listen to your fathers. Pay attention to what your fathers are saying. Why? It's crucial to pay attention to our fathers. This is why the enemy fights so hard to destroy the family structure so there's no fathers to listen to. There's no fathers to listen to because it is also the father that helps the children not forget their mother. So hearken means to listen, to pay close attention to the words, the advice, the wisdom, knowledge, and experience of a father. What is a father? The father is one that begot you. Your daddy begot you. Now, you know, I, I get it. It's sensitive. Because some folk don't know who their father is. Some folk are fat, mad at their father. Some folk just discovered who their father is. Some people are still searching to see who their real fathers are. Uh, but the Bible is still clear that the father, whether you know him or like him or not, he's the one that begat you. He's the one that generated you. You wouldn't be here without your father. He's the one that produced you, brought you forth. Now, again, because things have gotten so out of order, um, there's these, you know, sayings that we've adopted that have truth in it, but they, they, they rob us of other revelation if we don't understand where, you know, well, my mama carried me, my mama buried me. Well, let, your mama, let me just help you. Your mama did bear you, carry you nine, 10, 12, whatever months or two months or whatever the case may have been, but let me help you. Let me really help you. Before your mama carried you, your daddy carried you. Before your mama carried you, your daddy carried you. You know where your daddy carried you? He carried you as seed. Let me look around here for a minute. Okay, and here we good. I don't know who's watching, so I pray you're going to be good when I throw this out there. Your father carried you first. He carried you in his seed sack called his testicles. 
The sack is called the scrotum. That's why it looks like a bag. Because it's carrying seed. Let you absorb that for a minute. <laughs> some of y'all wasn't ready for that. You wanted some tongues and some more hallelujah. No, your daddy carried you in his sack. His seed. You, we are products of the seed that our fathers carried in their scrotum. That's why it looks like a bag. To remind the brother, that's seed, man. Don't waste your seed. Somebody said, brother, stop wasting your seed. Uh, fathers are the origin of life, human life on earth. Fathers. Fathers are the source. None of us would have gotten here. Well, let me say this, because science got in this mix. That's a whole other subject. But the average person wouldn't have gotten here without a father. So fathers are sources. And every source has the power to sustain. This is very important because we need to be reminded that as fathers, you also have the grace to sustain what you produce. Don't ever let the devil tell you you can't take care of your seed. All right, we're going to work with you. We're going to work with you. The word father, the word father is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible. Now, in the book of Genesis, Genesis, write this down, is the book about fathers. Probably never heard this before in your life. The book of Genesis is the book of, about fathers. <laughs> the reason the book of Genesis is the book of fathers is because fathers, number one, are the originators of the human race. So quite naturally, when God starts the human race, he has to start with Adam. But God as father then starts with Adam, who becomes the father of all living. But also in the book of Genesis is another prominent father, the father Abraham. So Genesis is a book about fathers. <laughs> and God the father, Adam our father, and Abraham the father of the faithful, or all who put their faith in God, these are three of the most important fathers in our life, and they are types and shadows. They are typologies. They are examples of fatherhood, good fatherhood. God the father, Adam the father, and Abraham the father. Abraham's name is mentioned over 900 times. You must be important for your name specifically to be mentioned over 900 times in the Bible. 
Genesis means beginnings, origin, and birth. Fathers are mentioned so much, so prominently in the book of Genesis is because, again, we come from fathers. You, you and I have no beginning without fathers. Uh, you know, I, I'm amazed today. I'm sure some of you are, too, when you see these nice, wonderful, put-together, two women smiling, and they say, this is my family. If there's no father there, it's a group of people that call themselves a family. You cannot have a beginning without a man. You can't have God's beginning. You can have another beginning. Oh, that's your beginning. You created that. So then you got to sustain that. Again, Genesis means beginning. It means origin. It means birth. It refers to genes, Genesis, genes, seed. We talked about DNA, all of which determine life and who you are and what you are. It is the beginnings that determine who and what we will be. <laughs> the Bible starts with fathers, not mothers. God started with Adam, not Eve. Adam didn't come out of Eve. Eve came out of Adam. This is elementary stuff, but you'd be surprised how many people don't know this. <clears throat> Those that believe the Bible already know that God made them male and female. That's in the Bible. Those that read and believe the Bible know that God only made male and female. All these other labels and titles, man made that. What are some of these crazy... Uh, uh, what? Lesbian, gay. That's not enough. God, God didn't make people those things. Trans. Uh, what is it? Uh, I can't even think of some of these titles now. But you, 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 know, you know what they are. And you also know that God made male and female. There's only two genders. That God made. That God made. Now, I don't know what folk created in the laboratory in your basement. I don't know what you didn't mix together. But putting on a wig and some stilettos don't make you a woman. It might make you famous. Abraham, again, is mentioned so prominently in Scripture because Abraham was a good father. Write that down, please. Abraham was a good father. How can I say that? How do I know that? 
because in Exodus, excuse me, in Genesis 18, 19, God said that he could not hide what he was about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah because Abraham was a good father. He was a good father because God said to Abraham, hear this, is going to teach his children and those that work for him the ways of the Lord. Abraham is going to teach his ch- He's not going to let them run around and talk about what they're teaching at uh, Sodom Junior High. He's not going to let them walk around talking about, Daddy, you don't understand. Times have changed. I go to the University of Gomorrah. He's going to say, that's nonsense. Sit down. Let me tell you about God and his ways. Did you forget what you learned in children's church? Sit down. Let me talk to you. Tell you about God and his ways. Now, this is profound. Before we go any further, I need to do a little small survey. Will you work with me? I know those of you at home will do it that are watching. Let's do this. By show of hands, by show of hands, by show of hands. Okay. How many of you know your birth date? Hopefully everybody raise their hand. Okay. 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 Um, those of you that raised your hand, I have to ask you a question. How do you know you were born on that day? This is one of my Uncle Governor moments. Yeah, that's what he said. I never forgot it. Uncle Governor, first one. How do you know you were born on July? How do you know? You weren't cognizant of it. You weren't aware of it. It's impossible. So how do you know? Oh, I know your parents told you. The one that originated you said, boy, you were born June the 19th before we even celebrated Juneteenth. Let me ask another question by show of hands. How many of you, now I'm not insulting your intelligence, I'm going somewhere. How many of you, by show of hands, know your name? Where did you get your name? Your parents gave you your name. You've been calling yourself your name all this time. You never questioned it. You've been having birthday parties on a day you don't even know if you were really born on. All because the people that you came out of told you these things. They started you on your way to fully understanding who you are. There's another one connected to those two questions. If your name, okay, let me, let me, let me invite you back in. If you have a, a male first name, raise your hand. See, I don't see any women that raise their hand. You know why? Because your parents, when you were born, recognized, that's a boy. I'm going to give you a boy's name. So as long as you can remember, you've been called by a boy's name, which you identify your gender as a boy because your mama and daddy saw you were a boy and gave you a boy's name. If you're confused about your gender, something is wrong right now. 
especially if you got the name Junior. How you going to be gay and your daddy wasn't gay? How you going to change your sex into a woman when you're named after your father who's 6'2", 250 pounds? Your source wasn't a woman, so you can't change yourself into a woman or a man if you're a woman because where the seed reproduces after its own kind. And you know, you know this, there are people that are getting surgeries to look like animals and having parties and weird gatherings with other people that are getting ears sewn on like cats and teeth like, this is insane. These people have forgotten their source. And a big reason we are to celebrate Father's Day is to remember our source. Because in remembering our source, it helps us identify not only who we are, but where we're going. Father's Day is a godly holiday. I know it's not in the Bible, but celebrating fathers is important. Matter of fact, today it's crucial because so many people don't know who they are because they don't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. So here we are celebrating Father's Day once and again, and uh, it, 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 it's it's. It's intriguing, to say the least, to me that during this time in our world and our culture, you know, let me just say it like this. I, I, I did some research. I did not know. Some of you probably knew this. I, I, I just discovered this, that <laughs> people, us, people, we are so confused and so in need of happiness that Literally, every day is a holiday about something somewhere in the world. Every day. For example, there's literally, I'm not making this up, there's literally a holiday called World Milk Day. Now, some of y'all lactose intolerant, so you ain't going to celebrate that day. There's a World Milk Day. There's a World Environment Day. I don't, you know, I don't know what that's about. But, and, and these are holidays, in fact, in the month of June, in the same month as Father's Day. But then the world got super crazy and made June Pride Month. You're just going to give dads one day and, 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 the, and the homosexual, LGBTQ, whatever, you want the whole month. you just so full of pride. Oh, no pun intended. Catch the revelation. you so full of yourself, you want the whole month. You want to smother fathers with gay pride. 
And now, this is, this is going to be real sensitive to some of y'all. And now we got Juneteenth. Now, don't get me wrong, we can celebrate a lot of different things at the same time. But the question is, will you celebrate the things that God says are important more than the things the world says are important? Therein lies the question. I'm not saying don't celebrate Juneteenth, especially as an African-American man. I know I'm orange, but I'm still black. Orange is the new black. But, but what's more, <laughs> glory to God, what is more important? Remembering where we came from spiritually and who God has called us to be in him, we need to balance these things out so that God can get the glory from our lives. It's not being balanced to celebrate being black more than you celebrate being a son of God. <laughs> Father's Day tells us to stop and remember our Heavenly Father as we show honor to our earthly fathers because none of us would be here without God the Father. So as we honor our earthly fathers, we got to give glory to our heavenly fathers. Why? Again, fathers are the source of life. We get our identity and our self-awareness from our fathers. Watch this. Fathers gave us our name. My last name is Logan because my father is a Logan. Name speaks of nature, character, reputation, identity. I am a Logan. They are Logan characteristics in me. Of course, mother's side too. But there are Logan characteristics in me. It helps me realize who I am. The gifts that are passed on in the Logan DNA are in me. So it helps me not try to be something I'm not anointed and gifted to be. You better hear me. Fathers are to teach their children. Boy, this is, we, you come from a long line of ABC. You would do well to pick this up because you will easily succeed at doing this. It's a part of our DNA. But when you don't know who your father is or you have an absentee father and he's not in your life to tell you those things, then you got to experiment with your life. Some men, some women don't even find out what they're really anointed and gifted to do until they're in their 40s because they didn't have a father to tell them and direct them. Fathers pass their lives on to their Children, they pass the history of the family on to their children. Fathers are teachers of their offspring. Again, helping them understand not only, hear this, the strength of their DNA, but the weakness of their DNA. You didn't hear me. 
Sometimes you need to tell you need to have enough history of your family to tell your son, son, you might want to stay away from alcohol. Our family's had a problem with that. That's a weakness. You might need to stay away from women, you know, until you get married. I ain't talking about, you know what I'm saying? So you, you, need, you, need, you need to be able to tell the strengths and the weaknesses of the DNA. Watch this. Write this down. It's about to get really interesting. Abraham was 58 years old when Noah died. Abraham was a 58-year-old man when Noah died. Abraham knew Noah. Abraham talked to Noah. Abraham got wisdom from Noah. Abraham was the 10th from generation from Noah. Let's go further. That means Abraham had 10 generations of wisdom and knowledge shaping his life. <laughs> So when we read in Genesis, right around chapter 15, when God appeared to Abraham and tells him to leave his country and his kindred and his fathers, that's not the first time Abraham heard about God. <laughs> Abraham understood who God was from all of his forefathers. Again, when you don't know or have any contact with your father and your forefathers, your grandfather, great, so on and so forth, you are left to try to figure things out on your own. We got a lot of young boys trying to experiment and figure out who they are because there's no one around to tell them who they are. So what do we have? Uh, a, an abundance and a proliferation of in the African-American community, young boys that want to be rappers or athletes. Because that's what they see. There's not enough fathers to say, boy, you ain't no rapper. You're a physician. Boy, you ain't making it to the NBA. You 5'2 in your hands. You can barely even hold a ball. Do you really think, my people, do you really think that's all that's in us is rapping and sports? You, you, you really think that's all that's in you? You, you don't think a good neurosurgeon is in you? Wish I had more time with that. You, 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 you get it. See, we need to realize we have generations of gifts and talents, skills and abilities that are, need to be unlocked on the inside of you from your father's, father's, father's seed. As I said, Abraham spent many years in the house of Noah. 
and Noah's youngest son, Shem. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm not going to go there. Why Shem? Shem was the youngest of Noah's sons, but when you read the Bible, his name's always mentioned first. And the reason is Shem had it going on more than the other ones. The Bible always recognizes his prominence first. What does that mean? Just because you're the youngest in the family don't mean you're the least. You, you may grow up in a family where everybody treats you like you're the little baby. You know, here you are, 40 years old, you're still the baby. I know that because I live that life. But, but you need to also recognize, too, that sometimes that internal conflict that's going on because you're the youngest, but God has favored you, come on, somebody, is what God is using to pull out of you the destiny that's in front of you. So I'm trying to tell somebody, don't be mad and frustrated at your family because they treat you that way. You are still the one God's going to use. Ask Joseph why he wore that coat. So again, Noah was six, hear this, Noah was 650 years old when the flood came. He lived 350 years after the flood. Noah then was 892 years old when Abraham was born. What do you think he could say to Abraham at 892 years old, having survived the, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost now, having survived the flood, seeing people wicked, wild and out doing all kind of stuff while he's building an ark, but Noah stays focused. He can teach Abraham, man, stay focused. I don't care how wild and crazy people act around you. You keep your eye on what God told you to do do and you'll get to the end and you'll be saved. I'm trying to help somebody hear from a father this morning. Noah could teach Abraham how to stay focused. But, 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 but God told me something I never heard before. Well, Noah could say, God told me it was going to rain. I didn't know what a rain was either. We need people, older people. See, I've said this, and of course, the older I get, the more I understand. Young people, stop rejecting the wisdom of older people. Listen. Listen, just because I don't know what a terabyte is or a, 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 a chat snap. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just keeping your attention. Just because I don't know these terms and this terminology, listen, I got some up here. I got some experience. I got some wisdom. I may not know what a terabyte is, but I can keep some other stuff from biting your tail. Yeah. I may not know how much RAM my computer has, but I can tell you how to find the RAM in the bush. Hear this. Noah spent many years with 
Methuselah. The oldest man that ever lived. Noah spent many years with the oldest man that ever lived. In fact, Methuselah was 369 years old when Noah was born. Can you imagine all the wisdom that's being poured out from these fathers to their sons? Generational wisdom. Methuselah knew Adam. Man, can you imagine that conversation? Adam, man, how did y'all blow it? Man, what was that fruit? Look, man, it must look real good, bruh. Come on, tell me the truth, man. Man, I got a wife too, man. She kind of like Eve, man. How, how do we handle her? Y'all don't want to hear this. You need to talk to somebody that's been married a while so you can help you with your wife. Because you know wives don't always listen to God through their husbands. Oh, God, I got to move on this. I gotta move, I keep moving out the way to them darts. You know, Adam told, man, this is what God said. Don't eat. Look, Eve, you can have all of that, just don't go to that mall. You can go to Target, Walmart, Walgreens. You can go to all them stores, just don't go to that store right there. <laughs> Come on, sister, that's the store you're going to. Because you didn't already signed up for a credit card from that store. <laughs> they got 25% off as soon as you use that credit card. Yeah. Adam, Methuselah knew Adam. He knew the first man. Mm. He could ask the first man the challenges he faced being the first man. You talk to God personally, man. What was that like? Hmm. Methuselah knew Adam. He was 247 years old when Adam So Abraham got a wealth of knowledge from all of his forefathers about God, the world, and evil. Tell me about the devil. Tell me about the serpent. Tell me how subtle he was. Help me not get tricked the same way. Some of y'all, young people, and even some of us older, because we didn't listen to the wisdom of a father, you ran into the same potholes and problems they did. You wasted the same money on the same problem. All you had to do is listen, and you wouldn't have to spend all that money. And again, everyone I mentioned are all fathers from the book of Genesis. Genesis is a book about fathers. Genesis is the book about beginnings. 
And fathers, as we said, are the source and the beginning of all things on the earth. What are you producing, bruh, man? Bruh, bruh, from the fourth floor. Somebody knew I was going there. What are you producing? What are you doing, man? You got power in you. Just one of your children can change the world. But you got to think like that before they get here. Today, we got people having kids just because they're lonely. I just want a baby. Somebody just love. Get a dog. Because, you know, a dog will love you unconditionally as long as you feed them. <laughs> They'll come running to you no matter what you done done. You done came in from the nightclub and your dog just come around. He just loves you. But children aren't to be birthed just to get love, affection, and approval. See, just a few statistics, and I'll let you go home. Fathers, write these down. Fathers involved in their children's lives cause their children to have better emotional health. So conversely, when a father's not in the home of a child, children can have a lot of emotional problems. And you just don't, you just ex exasperate. I don't know what to do because you're working four jobs and I don't know what to do. And you want everybody to pray and fast. The, the issue is there's no father. Yeah. Children are less likely to be abused and mistreated when there's a father in the home. Children are less like, so that means... You having a baby without a daddy, without being married, set your children up to be abused and mistreated. You need to know that. You need to tell your nieces and nephews. You need to tell your daughters that. It's quiet in this public library. <laughs> children do better in school when there's a father present. It just makes it easier for them to go through school because daddy's there. No wonder a lot of our black and brown children are constantly having problems in school, dropping out of school because of an absentee father. Women with absentee fathers are more likely to have children with absentee fathers. Wow. Women with absentee fathers are more likely to have children with absentee fathers. 92% of parents in prison are fathers. 92% of parents locked up in prison are fathers. And 82% of the youth in prison grew up fatherless. Fatherlessness is one of the main problems in our society and particularly in the 
lives of black and brown people. So let me let me let me just say this straight up. No chaser. Y'all know me. When we going to learn something and stop just jumping and having church? When you going to keep your legs closed? When you going to. Researchers have said, I've said this before, some time ago, researchers have said a father in the home giving off pheromones reduces sexual activity among the children. Conversely, when there's no father in the home and those pheromones aren't released, it causes children to mature more quickly. Poverty, not poverty. They mature more quickly and become more sexually active at a younger age, all because there's no father in the home. Your presence. Oh, let me say it another way. Let me say it. Let me use the urban dictionary. When there's no father vibing in the home. The vibe and you giving off vibes, you giving off pheromones. It keeps sexual activity in check. You need to walk around your house and vibe. What you doing? He being daddy. That's right. What's in your drawer? What's in there? What's that? Where you going, boy? What's that, girl? That's giving off pheromones. Pheromones are released from, from your sweat glands, from, your, from liquids and fluids. And, 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 and you need to release those things in your home to keep things in divine order. Keep that testosterone and estrogen in check. That's the power of fatherhood. First John 3, 2, I'm almost finished. Told you we could take our time. It's just Father's Day. <laughs> you don't even need reservations. <laughs> oh, God. First John 3, verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. John tells the saints, I'm telling you that are saints, born again, spirit-filled believers, that now, somebody say now, somebody say right now. Come on, say it like you're from down south. R-E-T, say right now. We are sons. Again, the Bible speaks in levels of priority. So the reason you sisters are called sons is because sons have a higher rank. So all of us are sons in God's eyes. Say amen. We're all sons. Sons means offspring. It's the Greek word technon. It means offspring. All of us, male and female saints of God, are offspring of God. God is our source. We originate from him. We were recreated by the Holy Ghost and the word through him. So right now, right now, right this very minute, every born-again, spirit-filled believer is a son, an offspring of God. Now, why is that important? 
because we've already established, even if briefly, that all seed reproduces after its own kind. So then we have been recreated, reproduced after God, the God kind, which means you have godly abilities in you. You're more than just who you think you are. Hallelujah. You've got some of God in you, which means you have some of the power of God, some of the wisdom of God, some of the knowledge of God. You have some of the ability of God. You have all of this in you that you need to tap into because God the Father is your source. Since we, since we have been born of his spirit, we can walk in the spirit. John says now. Doesn't, we don't know what all we're going to develop in. We don't know all the full purpose and destiny in us. But one thing we should know. I'm a child of God. I have some of the abilities of God. I have godly abilities. Tell your neighbor. Uh, if they don't have a mask on, just say, just say I'm, I'm talking to you. You have godly ability. You, you, you have godly abilities. Tell somebody at home, you have godly abilities. There's more in you than you realize. It's time to discover all that God put in you. That's him. 1 John 3, 1, behold what manner, what manner, what type. Behold means check it out. Look into it. Gain an understanding of the kind, the level, the height of the love God has bestowed, put upon us. That we should be called. Called means to be identified as. It's amazing how many people rejoice over being called something that's temporary. It has some merit, some value, but nothing like the value of being called a child of God. In other words, don't value being a first-round draft pick over being a son of God. Folk have first-round draft pick parties. Maybe you need to have a party when you get saved. Your family, people need to come and just celebrate your salvation. I am now a child of God. Let's have a child of God birthday party. I don't ever want to forget this day. This day I was recreated. This day I was given a new name. This day I was given a new spirit. This day I was given a fresh anointing. I need to remember this day. So with God as our father and our source, there are things we need to discover about God so we can see them in us. This is what I talk about more now after the pandemic. We need to know God so we know who we are. The church, because we are at a time when there's a great falling away and we're in the last of the last days and they are saying that Bible literacy is at an all time low, then what we need more in the church than ever is the word. We don't need to keep having concerts. You don't even know God. So you can't know what's in you. So you can't, we can't possibly do the greater works, can we, if we don't know they're in us? How can we do the greater works when we don't know the source of the greater works? 
It's just rhetoric. It's false prophecy. It's just patting each other on the back while the devil still has his way oppressing us. So since we are now children of God, like we said in that really silly but yet profound illustration, you don't know when you're born. Your daddy and mama told you. You don't you didn't give yourself a name. Your daddy and mama gave your name. Now, watch this today. uh, I got to say it today. Folk name their children uh, after whatever. But it used to be people would name their children. Oh, I see. I'm just going to use me then. Okay, see there. Take it easy. I ain't bragging about me. It ain't about. But see, I won't get mad at me. So my, my, my name is Edward, formerly Edward James Logan. Edward. Edward comes from a family member that they saw in me. James comes from another family member that they saw in me, my mother. Edward comes from my father's side. My grandfather's name was Samuel Edward Logan. He was a pastor. James comes from my mother's side of the family. Her grandfather's name was James Owens. He had, I was told, unique abilities to discern who people were. They say they bring a child to Jim Owens and he said, oh, that boy going to be something. See, we used to get names that would help us remember who we are. But see, now, since you name your son, your son Shukapaka, he just as confused as you. And so is the teacher. So they just call him Paca. We ain't finna go through all that. So he run around and think he Tupac's son. Uh, it's getting bad now. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. <laughs> it's getting, okay, all right. See, God gave us a new name. The last and most powerful illustration in scripture that I can think of at this moment is the apostle Paul. He changed his own name. Mm -mm, I don't ever want you to think of me as Saul again. Because when I met Jesus, hallelujah, and I let him into my life, I have been changed forever, and now my name is Paul. He changed my name. He changed my nature. He changed my character, and he changed my nature. That's why you need to remember who your father is, earthly and spiritually, because you need to recognize the change that's come over you. Genesis 4.21, and his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handled the harp and the organ. I want every musician in here to stand up, even if you're trying to be one. You secretly one at home and you just ain't really got, stand on your feet. Bible says his name was called Jubal. Jubal was the father of all who handled musical instruments. Lift your hands, please. Jubal means stream. Jubal means stream or flow maker. You are flow makers, my brothers. 
Hallelujah. And if you're born again, like I know you are in this building, God has gifted you with the ability to change the flow in a service, to change the flow in a person's life, to change the very direction of a person's life by your musical ability, by your gift. Don't ever take that lightly that you have the ability to change the flow of a person. You can change what direction they're going in. Your words, your music, your songs can carry them and lift. You hear that being said by, by worldly people. I wouldn't have been able to make it. I was able to survive because of Taylor Swift or because of Michael. No, it should be God in your flow that leads the people to God. It's the anointing on your life to change the atmosphere, to change the direction that people go in, to change and break the power of the enemy when you see them going in the wrong direction. You can literally play your instrument and create a stream that carries them out of the enemy's camp. That's what happened to Moses. So today, you carry seed from Jubal. You carry seed that changes the direction of people's lives if you allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move through your life. Don't be another brother that gets caught up in the world. You start out with God, as so many of them have. But because of money and fame, you use your flow to lead people into hell. You lead them into demon possession. Don't let that happen. Take responsibility for your gifting. Realize the source of your gifting is from God the Father to glorify him. Come on, put your hands together as they take their seats and bless God for them. The Bible says Jubal was the father of everybody that had musical gifts. So you know what's in you. We live in a world today, everyone please stand, I'm going to finish. It's only concerned about the now. That's why getting older and older people and older wisdom is, is, is less and less respected. It's old, that's old, that's old school. It's still school. It's still school. What good is it to learn new math and you ain't got no money? You have nothing to count. We live in a world, again, that's only concerned about the now, the latest and the greatest. And we're being more and more <laughs> lured away from the past. We don't want to know what happened in the past. Parents, we got to tell our children. What happened in the past? How did we get here? The good and the bad. We got to help them see. As a result, if we continue making the same mistakes over and over again, it's proof we're disconnected from the source. Abraham didn't make his decision to follow God just from that experience with God. He had fathers that explained to him what it meant to be a follower of God. 
that made his decision to follow God easier to come to. My last scripture. Yeah, give me a little keys. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's it right there. Psalm 917 says, the wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God. The wicked shall be turned into Hades, the place of the dead. And every nation that forgets, that ignores, refuses to remember and acknowledge God. And everything that's godly. We cannot forget God. We forget God, listen, by forgetting what he says. We prove that we've forgotten God by what we do, how we live, how we worship. We can't just have church the way we like it. That's the problem. It's been the problem for generations. We have to do everything according to the word of God. That proves we haven't forgotten God by doing what he says. God said, honor your father, then your mother. You can't just get rich and famous and say, I love my mama and ignore your daddy, even if you don't know him. I honor my daddy. He brought me here. That's all you can say. Say that then. Say that. Honor your father and your mother. That's all you can say. Give him honor for putting you on the planet, letting you get blessed by God. Some of us need to be healed even right now from the afflictions of our Father. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. There's deliverance in here. Somebody needs to get healed. You got daddy issues. You're 40, 50, 60 years old. And it's holding you back. You don't even know it. You need to be healed so you can honor your father and your mother. You're great to your mother. You're, you're, you're extraordinary to your mother. But you have rejected and ignored your father. And God never said that was okay. Never. This Father's Day. Realign your head and your heart with God, your father, his word. So you can realign yourself with your natural father. And the blessing of God can be on your life. So the blessing of God is the first commandment with promise. Your days will be long on the earth. God will bless you when you have father in his right place. When you recognize him as your source. And give God the glory for your father. If you're in this building today. Man, I just feel, there's an order that I got to go by. If you're in this building today and you're getting things right with your father, or you need to get things right with your father, or this message has, has shown you you need to get things right with your father, come to the altar, step out in the aisle, I got to pray for you, I got to do it gotta do it. You gotta make this move. You gotta make this move. You gotta get something right 
with your daddy, with your father. You got to do it. Your purpose and your destiny, your identity is connected to it. I know this isn't the only people. And I know you're waiting for more words and a fuzzy feeling. You know in your head you need to come out of your seat right now and come. I'm not going to take a long time, but you need to move by the Spirit today. You need to move because it's you. It's just simply do it. Just do it. Don't worry about anybody else. Just do it. Your future is connected to this. God moving in your life is connected to this. Your source is your daddy. You can't take your daddy's DNA out of you. I know you've wanted to. I know you've cried. And I know maybe you've been abused and mistreated by your, but he is your daddy. God used him to get you here. And God used him to get you here because God has a plan for your life that's greater than the pain that you experience. And so today I, I ask God by his Holy Spirit to give you a fresh glimpse of your future. Hmm. Give them, God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Ah, my God, hallelujah. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Pastor Deborah, would you pray for these women? Jesus, I lay hands on these men. I lay hands on these men. I know there's more men. Why are you still mad, man? couple more men need to come. Why are you still mad, bro? Now you're being stubborn. Kings and kingdoms. There's kings in you, bro. Let's release those kings in you. There's something about the name. That's why we adopt the name. That's why we have been adopted to carry the name Jesus. There's salvation in you. There's salvation in you. There's salvation in you, bruh. There's healing in you because Jesus is in you. My God. God, rescue these men from their past. Rescue them. Y'all can come on out and sing it. Amen. Your source. You cannot deny your source. Heard Dr. Miles Monroe say, the source of every plant is the dirt. Plants need to remain connected to the dirt. Now I know about hydroponics and that, but most plants need to stay connected to the soil in order to stay 
alive and thrive. Some of you are drying up because you've detached yourself from your source. Today is the day to reconnect with your source. Hallelujah. If you're not saved today, come to the altar. Those that need to go, I know Pastor Deborah's going to continue to pray for you. But if you're not saved, you, you, you're disconnected from your source. That, that's why you're drying up. That's why it's hard to breathe. That's why it's full, your life is full of anxiety and you can't rest and on and on and on and on. Because you've not stayed connected to your heavenly father, the father of spirits. He's the father of spirits. We need, that's why Pentecost, again, is so important because we need the breath of God flowing through us so we can continue to live, move, and have our being. If you're backslidden, come. Those of you that are watching, the same thing goes for you. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And let him exalt you in this season. This is the season for God to exalt you. I'm going to pray a universal prayer for everyone that's not saved, everyone that is backslidden, even everyone at the altar. We're not going to take a whole lot more time to do this because God is moving by his spirit. All you need to do is mix it with faith. So lift your hands even right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. You are already in the building. We prayed, we worshiped, we sang, and the word has gone forth and is still going forth. You are in this atmosphere. The sons of Jubal are playing. There's a flow that has been created that will usher people into your presence. There's a flow in here that's ushering people out of sickness, disease, poverty, lack, and even sin and ushering them into your presence. We thank you for this flow, Holy Father. We thank you for the gifts and the callings and the anointings on the sons of Jubal to create a flow, a river that we could step into and be cleansed. Even as Naaman the leper stepped into a river, hallelujah, called Jordan and leprosy was cleansed. God cleansed your people today by the power of this stream that has been produced by the worship of the people, by the word of God, and by the anointing of the musicians. We do thank you, Father, that you are our source and our sustainer. In Jesus' name, amen. I want everyone that's glad they're in the river of life, that they are flowing in God, to open up your, yes, you at home, come on, open up your mouth. Come on, give the Lord the praise that he is worthy of. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. The source of everything we need is in our midst. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastor Deborah. I know you wanted to pray. Continue to pray for everyone, and I know that you will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Are you glad that you're saved? (laughs) 
Are you glad that God knows you and has designated you as his child? I'm glad God is not my absentee father. I'm glad God has claimed me as one of his. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Amen. Well, God bless you. Listen, um, it's time to give. It's just time to give. It's time to give. It's time to give. I know, I know gas is going up, milk's going up, everything's going up. But listen, your source is also your sustainer. That's why you got to know your source. And so we're going to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Because some of us are old enough to know God always makes a way. Are you hearing me, those of you that are watching online? God always makes a way. Let me just stop and say this just before we ask you to stand. Um, Excuse me. Last Wednesday, we had some technical difficulties. We didn't have Superman, Pastor Craig Mason here to get us back online. And he was on vacation. We let him alone best we could. But let me tell you, that message was so anointed. I'm bragging on God. You got to watch it. It's online now. It will... I'm, you got to watch it. I just, that's all. You got to watch it. You got to receive. That is going to bless your life. Amen. All right. Stand on your feet. We're going to sow into the kingdom of God. We're going to give. We're going to let the world know we ain't afraid. We got a father in heaven. Amen. What did David say? I've been young. You better talk to somebody old. David said, I've been young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Oh, I feel like running now. (laughs) I've been young, but now I'm old. I ain't never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor God's seed begging bread. Hold your offering up. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for saints that know who they are. They know who they are because they know who you are in them, in us. And so because of who you are in us, we have already overcome the world. Bless their seed. Bless their lives. Bless their family. Bless their giving. Bless their prayers. Bless their worship. Bless their service. Let it come back a hundredfold into their lives so they can continually and consciously give you glory. I thank you for the healings that are taking place and will continue to take place from this pulpit as we preach Christ the healer and the power of Almighty God upon those that believe. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. And everyone that agrees, say, I agree. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.